0: The artist Frank Stella is famous for many things, a series of black paintings in the 50s, boldly colored striped canvases in the 60s, and later reliefs, and recently aluminum structures. Stella, now 75, was born in the mid-1930s to a saxophone-playing mother mother, and what he describes as a dance hall dandy of of a father. That meant music was in the household when he was growing up. And I had to take piano lessons, and it was really pretty much of a disaster. It wasn't just your average piano lesson disaster. This was big. There was that thing ticking on the piano, the metronome marking time relentlessly.
1: The metronome was a monster, uh, and I had no sense of rhythm. (laughs) I wanted to uh, play this piece, which was uh, boogie-woogie. You know, I could do the notes, but I I couldn't get the rhythm. I mean, it was just impossible for me uh, to do it. And when I realized that there was no way that that was ever going to happen, I kind of
0: just let it go. Music continued to be a major force, a major negative force in Stella's life when he went away to school in Massachusetts. It was really b- brutal. We had to uh, listen to music,
1: and it was basically uh, what you would call a music appreciation course. And, you know, you were supposed to be able to tell the oboe from the flute and uh, where, when the strings came in, and, and I mean, for me, it, it was a kind of nightmare. The killer was Smetana's Moldau. I mean, after that,
0: I mean, I probably never wanted to listen to music. But as often happens, Frank Stella got hooked on the very thing that put him off. The piano lessons receded in his memory. The negative vibes turned positive, and music started to become a big part of his life and work, especially when he came to New York to paint. I used to walk across Canal Street and go to the Blue Note. You know, I was just bowled over,
1: as they say, by Lenny Tristano. I can still see him uh, above the bar with his moccasins and white athletic socks uh, pushing on the pedals and playing away.
0: Stella became so attached to certain pieces of music, he started to name his paintings after them. He did one called Line Up, after the Tristano tune with that name. And Stella did another one called Turkish Mambo, named after Tristano's piece with different rhythms recorded one over the other, requiring an almost metronomic precision. The jazz clubs became gathering places, too, in that era. It was a very big scene at the five spot with Monk. I mean, people like Jasper and
1: Bob Rauschenberg and then a lot of the second-generation abstract expressionists that were there. I mean, you know, people went all the time. It was a place to go. But I remember that I was taken with Johnny Griffin, the sax player. He seemed to me to be in another world. And Taloni, I mean, was great in his way too, but there was something
0: about the combination... The connection between the abstract painters and the jazz scene is well known, but Stella went to somewhat unexpected places as well. He was drawn to older sounds, like Hyena Stomp, for example, a painting he named after the Jelly Roll Morton recording from the mid-1920s. And he was attracted to even older sounds than that. It was very taken with Rameau. He liked various suites and operas by that 18th-century French composer and thinker. He was especially taken with Rameau's Les Indes Galantes, an opera ballet that told stories about love and adventure in the New World and the Near East. And I made a lot of paintings uh, about that. But lately he's been drawn to Domenico Scarlatti, the Italian composer who went to Spain late in his life and had an epiphany. Scarlatti discovered Spanish guitar music and spent the rest of his musical life writing 555 sonatas for keyboard, trying to capture in them the rhythms and sonorities he heard by way of Spanish guitar. Stella, working late in his life, found Scarlatti irresistible, not to mention inexhaustible. One of the nice things about it is there's 500 numbers, so I'm not going to run out. Stella's new set of works is known as the K-series. The K is for Ralph Kirkpatrick, the scholar and harpsichordist who became obsessed with the obsessive Scarlatti. Kirkpatrick catalogued Scarlatti's sonatas and assigned a K-number to each piece. Stella, in turn, got just a little obsessed with Scarlatti and Kirkpatrick, and so far has made eight pieces of three-dimensional art in his K-series, which he began in 2006. The works are multicolored, polychrome, wall-mounted structures with loops and spirals. Which is not to say Stella's work was inspired by music. He doesn't much like that word. Mainly it's a a process of uh, working on something and
1: and, and being involved in it. I think that it's true, though, with things like uh, Scarlatti or Lenny Tristano or something. They touch you in a way, or in fact, maybe more than touch you, dig into you in such a way that you want to be like that in
0: some way or get to that level. It's a very high goal. As for the infernal metronome... That still haunts the artist.
1: Yes, (laughs) I can still see it. And the pyramidal form—I mean, it was kind of uh, impenetrable. Yeah, it's an impenetrable fortress. And you know, I often wondered—you know—people see rhythm in my paintings and everything, and I have no—I have no idea about what they mean or what it is. I can't keep up with the metronome. I can't move my feet. I can't dance.
0: Or let's just say his dancing has taken another form. Frank Stella has overcome the metronome and put the music, the rhythm, and the dancing on view, with no music making or feet shuffling necessary, and no ticking. For WNYC, I'm Sarah Fishko.